Hey there, it's Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, host of the Pat Miller Show. This show is for small business owners so they can make their business dreams come true. Our slogan is Don't Grow It Alone. And what you're going to hear is a broadcast of our show that's carried in 25 cities around the country. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Hope you love it. All right, let's go. America's small business conversation is on the air. It's the Pat Miller Show. One hour exclusively for entrepreneurs to work on your business, not in it. It's time to solve problems, capture opportunities, and celebrate your wins. Powered by the Idea Collective small business community. This is the Pat Miller Show. Now your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. Welcome into the Pat Miller Show. This is America's Small Business Conversation. And if you are a small business owner, a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, a wide-eyed dreamer that is going out to build a small business dream and a future that's brighter for your family, welcome to the show. If that's not you, quit listening. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Everyone's welcome. We've got some good stuff on this week's show. We're bringing back two of my favorite interviews to help you move your business forward. The first one is with Precious L. Williams, the killer pitchmaster, to talk about how to introduce yourself and make your pitch to a group of new people so they will listen and ask questions so you can get their attention and move the business forward. We're also going to talk with Kylie Peters. Kylie's going to bring up something you don't hear people talk much about. Kylie's going to bring up, what do we do at the end of all of this? We're building a dream. We're building a business that's going to have a ton of value. How do we cash out? How do we sell? Or do we just close? And sadly, way too many small business owners just close and don't capitalize on all of the equity that they've built over the years. So she's going to talk to us about building the value of the business and how to start thinking about exit planning. But first, I want to talk about something that's becoming more apparent to me. Are you a goal setter? Do you believe in setting great big goals for the business? I do. I love having a vision and I love having objectives because if you set an objective and then you track your progress towards an objective, you can end up with a bigger, brighter future. Everyone talks about that. But I've gone through a personal experience that has opened up my eyes to the process and the systems that we have to install to achieve our goals. Because if you're like me, you've set a goal. I want to split the atom by next year. Okay, great. Awesome. How are you going to do that? Uh, (laughs) right. We set goals. Great. But the how we're going to get there isn't something that we are always as keen on setting. So I've had my eyes opened to systems and how systems of behavior can help us get to where we want to be in the business. And the way that the eyes were opened has been very uncomfortable, (laughs) has been very painful. And I'll explain. So when you lock yourself into a system of behavior, the goal is almost expected. 
it's almost a matter of time until you hit the goal. And a system of behavior will set you up with, I'm going to do this every day, no matter what. And when I do this every day, no matter what, the goal is inevitable. That's a system. When we talk about small business systems, it's easy to think about, oh, my CRM or my social media tracking software. Those are tools. I'm talking about systems of behavior. So we will reverse engineer a system of behavior to achieve a goal in a moment. But let me tell you how I had my eyes opened, because this is the uncomfortable part that I'm going to admit on the air to all the folks that listen. But it's just you and me talking, right? Have you ever heard of a behavior system called 75 hard before? 75 hard is a challenge that challenges you to behave differently for 75 days. And when you behave differently for 75 days, you're probably going to achieve some goals that you've had for a long time. I, we've never met, I am 6'4". And I'm about 230 pounds. That's that's a little bit round in the middle. When you're even when you're 6'4, 230 is still carrying too much weight. And I have had a goal to lose weight. And I thought back, how long have I been trying to lose weight? And I realized I've been trying to lose weight ever since I discovered beer. That's how long. <laughs> Up until beer, I was fine. But then I discovered beer and I realized I like beer and I realized that when I drink beer, I gain some weight. So that's how long I have been trying to lose weight. That's been my goal. And when you have a goal, you tend to take action towards it. I'll try this diet. I'll try that diet. I'll start this workout plan. But what happens is we negotiate with ourselves. We cut corners here or there. We take a break because of the holidays or, oh, I'm sore and I don't feel like going. Oh, I've got a busy day. I'm not going to the gym. We make all of these compromises and cut corners. But at the end of August, my son challenged me to adopt a system. The system is 75 hard. And the system is very clear. You behave this way for 75 consecutive days. And if you cheat just once, you got to go back to the first day. It's pretty hardcore when you think about it. And wait till you hear what the 75 days make you do. This behavior has opened my eyes to the importance of the system. So for 75 days, here's what you must do to achieve the goal. And if you're not trying to lose weight, just go with me here. The first thing you have to do for 75 days, you got to take a progress picture every day. I got to stand in front of the mirror and look at myself without a shirt on. And that's a great way to start the day. <laughs> when you look at yourself, you're like, really? Seriously? So that builds my confidence, not. But you take a picture, first thing. Second thing, you got to read 10 pages of nonfiction every day, preferably self-improvement, something to expand your horizon and get you thinking. So Look at yourself in the mirror, take a picture, got to read, got to drink a gallon of water every day. I'm not recommending this. I'm just telling you what the challenge is. Basically, you got to drink a ton of water every day, all the time. You got to follow a diet plan. Doesn't matter what it is. You get to pick what it is. Vegan, low carb, intermittent fasting, you name it. Got to find one, got to stick with it. Then no beer, no booze, no alcohol of any kind. 
And the last one, you got to work out. Not every day, twice a day. Not always inside. One of them's got to be inside. Oh, a half hour each time? Oh, no. 45 minutes each time. 45-minute workout inside, 45-minute workout outside. Plus no beer. And stare at yourself in the mirror every day. And read. And a gallon of water. Now, is that extreme? Yes. It is extreme. Is it hard? Oh, yes, it's hard. But I've stuck with it. And as we sit here today, I'm on day 56, I think, of 75. I'm almost done. And you know what it's done? It showed me that systems actually work. Systems work. You're sitting there saying, Pat, you big dummy, of course you're going to lose weight if you work out twice a day and eat like a good person and you don't drink booze. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. So think of your outcome. What is the outcome that you want? The outcome that I want is two new clients. Awesome. Let's build a system to get you two new clients. What do you need to have two new clients? Well, you have to have about six or eight new leads. Great. What do you need to do to do six or eight new leads? Well, I got to go meet about 30 or 40 people. Awesome. How are you going to meet 30 or 40 more people? Well, I'm going to publish on my social media and I'm going to continue my email newsletter and I'm going to network twice a week. Boom. System. Don't cheat. Don't waver. Stick with it. Just like Covey says, begin with the end in mind, and when you install the system, the goal is inevitable. It was inevitable that I was going to lose weight when I behaved this way and didn't do these things. Inevitable. It's obvious to you, right? Obvious. So when you install a system in the business and you behave in a certain way without a break, it is obvious that you will achieve your goals. It's that simple. And by the way, I'm down 15 pounds. Thank you very much. Look for systems, not goals. You'll get to where you need to be. Precious L. Williams, the killer pitch master, she's standing by. We'll talk to her next on this edition of the newfound skinny Pat Miller Show. Thanks for tuning in. America's small business conversation continues next on the Pat Miller Show. Are you a woman who needs to protect and grow your business? Or do you have a secret dream to start one? I bet you do. If you don't have a lawyer on your side, you may be putting your family and personal assets at risk. I know, I know. You might be avoiding lawyers because they seem overwhelming or intimidating. That's why you have to meet the team at Athena Legal Solutions, LLC.com. This all-woman team of talented lawyers are the most approachable, knowledgeable, and friendly team you'll ever meet. They exist solely to support women business owners who often go without the legal support they truly need. In 2023, they want to help 223 women create a solid legal foundation for their business. The first 100 women who mention this ad will receive over $100 off of their LLC starter package. Visit Athena Legal Solutions LLC.com. You 
have a brand. Your business's brand is one of the most important things on your plate. As a business owner, you keep up with the trends. So what's hot these days? It's live events. Owning your small business combined with speaking at live events positions you as the expert in your field. That's where Bankable Events comes into play. Bankable Events is an event advisory and management firm with a primary focus on maximum conversion events. With more than 4,000 live events under their belt, they have the expertise to design face-to-face events that get your audience pumped up and generate profits. The minute you partner with Bankable Events, they'll start creating a custom Customized strategy to take you from idea to income. Just think of the opportunities ahead for you. Call 303-550-1123 or head to bankableevents.com. Join over 1,000 other small business owners and CEOs who use Bankable Events to build community and drive revenue. That's bankableevents.com. Now, America's small business conversation continues on the Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show. This is America's small business conversation. Why are we on the air? Because no one's talking about small business and no one is giving you the respect that you deserve as someone that's taking an idea and a dream and trying to make it a reality. So I find it my responsibility to go out and find the best and the brightest and have them come on the air and teach you something so we can work on our business, not in it. And today I'm excited to welcome one of my favorites, Precious L. Williams, the killer pitchmaster is here and she's got stuff to teach us. But let's first say hello, Queen. It is great to see you. How are you? I am awesome and I'm so glad to be here too. I'm so excited to have you. So the killer pitchmaster, if someone's never had the honor of meeting you before, tell people what you do and what you teach people. Well, I am Precious Williams, Pro Founder and CEO of Perfect Pitches by Precious. And as the killer pitch master, I am brought in to teach you how to slay all competition with a killer pitch. Whether it's your elevator, your media, your investor, your sales, your speaker, your interview pitch, I want you to be the only choice that matters. And how you pitch and communicate yourself will set you heads and tails above everyone else. And you will be the what only choice that matters when a decision needs to be made on products and services. I don't think people appreciate how many times and in how many ways they have to introduce themselves, that they have to describe what they do. How come, one, we don't appreciate that, and two, many of us are not really good at it? Why do we struggle? I think that most people struggle with pitching themselves or introducing themselves. It's because they don't understand that every time you're giving a microphone or allowed to introduce yourself, you need to bless the microphone. I want bless the light, but you need to bless them because most people don't take pitching seriously or they look at it as an afterthought. And if you can captivate and titillate, whether you have 30 seconds, a minute, a minute and a half, that's what you need to do. You need to break out of the pattern of boring where people are like watching paint, want to watch paint dry or looking at their phone. If you can introduce yourself in an exciting way, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, it really makes a difference and it makes you stand out. So starting off with the question, something that's going to, oh, you shake the tables and shake the pattern of boring. Now they're listening to you and bated breath. And even if they can't, they can't right now utilize your products and services, they know someone who can't. What are they going to do? They're going to look you up while, after you're talking because they're not even worried about the person after you. They're like, you have captivated me. I need to know more. Where have you spoken? What do you do? What companies do you work with? If you're an entrepreneur, how can you utilize that? What goes into your social media posting? 
So bless the microphone. Start by interrupting the pattern of boring. Start off with a question, a certain statistic or a quote, and then give them a fever for the flavor. If you understand what the challenge is and you speak to that and then show why you are the solution. Notice I said 13-time national pitch champion. Been on Shark Tank, seen in Wall Street Journal, Forbes, and so have my clients getting corporate training contracts or whatever. Bringing your product and your services to life, captivated and titillated, and now they're waiting for, how can I get in contact with you? I have two questions. One is a quick answer. One is a little more involved. The quick answer is when you say bless the microphone, you mean every time you get the opportunity to talk into the mic, you need to make sure you reintroduce yourself. Is that what you're saying? Every single time. Yes. Wow. I don't think people would be comfortable doing that, but that's okay, right? We have to get into the habit of standing up for ourselves and proclaiming what we do. Is that what you're saying? Right. Because even though some people have heard you before, some other people have not. And so when you think about that, you know, there are people who have never heard you. And then for the people who have heard you, you are consistent. Mm. They know you're going blessing the microphone is all about the introduction and making sure that people are paying you attention. And so when you're at networking, it's not that you necessarily may have a microphone, but if you're given a chance to introduce yourself, make it count. Because since most people don't pay it that much attention or they're boring, the person who stands out, they're going to walk up to you. Before you offer business cards to try to get in contact, they're on you like white on rice. So take every opportunity as if it's the first. When they say back for the first time, I'm back for the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, because there's always new people around. And that is how you gain clients, you gain sales, you gain customers. You are consistent and you take every time as if it's the first time. So what I think makes this unique and the way that you explain it is it's science and style. Because if you listen to what you shared with us, you got to know who your audience is, what their pain points are, what they're listening for, but then adding that style on top of it so you interrupt the pattern and they get to know you a little bit. I think I've heard a lot of people talk about the science side. Know their pain points, know your audience, yada, yada, yada. Not a lot of people bring the style part. So if you're not naturally out there as an extrovert, bouncing off the wall, telling people why you're fabulous, you know, what are some thought processes for someone who might be a little more introverted to find their style and bless the mic in a way that you would approve? Well, I love that. I get that question all the time, especially from introverts. And what I would tell you is when you are allowed to, when you get ready to bless the microphone, take a few seconds to draw all eyes to you. So that's silent. Use the power of silent. So now everybody's focused like, oh, nothing's that. And now you have their attention. And so you don't have to have a gregarious personality to captivate. So that when you speak, you speak with authority. You speak with confidence and you speak with precision. Imagine if you had me all the time. That I would be, I would, I would drive you out of your mind. But there's always that person that when they speak, people are listening because they rarely speak. So you know they dropping those nuggets. You have to be the quiet storm. But even in the quiet storm, you have to all eyes Drop a set of books. Don't be afraid to use props. And I will challenge something that you said, Pat. You said something about, you know, people will tell you knowing your audience. Sometimes you won't know because you're at different events. Mm. But what you do need to have is the skeleton down. Because as you know, I'm the killer pitch master 
but I know all, I'm great. I am, I am so fabulous in all six forms of pitching. So within all of that, I need it somewhere. And you may only have 30 seconds, so you may focus on one. But if you've done it right, people will walk up to you and want to talk to you more and find out the depth and breadth. Remember, a pitch is only a juicy morsel, giving them a taste of more to come. And if you do it right, they'll be in your face. And I think that is the great takeaway here. We need to get their attention and get them ready to ask for more. So many people pitch or present themselves as if to say, well, this is my 30-second commercial. I need to give them all of my information at once. And then they wonder why no one comes up and talks to them after the event. Right. And it has to be structured correctly, right? So you ask about style. There's a reason why in crafting and creating pitches for different entrepreneurs or even sales teams is truly understanding that you still have to bring you. I'm a big personality and this wasn't accepted when I first started, but look how the tide has turned. And so the more you bring you into it and the more that you care about your audience, hearing, so you're not boring them to tears, that changes it. And so you see me, I'm, I'm always in color, flamboyant. There's also something going on. It's because I want you to pay attention from the time I open my mouth to the time I stop and I'll be waiting for you. One of the smartest folks that I know, one of my favorites as well, Precious L. Williams, the killer pitch master. Thank you so much for coming on The Pat Miller Show. Thank you so much for having me. Bless the mic. Always great to have Precious L. Williams, the killer pitch master on the show. Precious, thanks for coming on. If you're building a business, you eventually want to not be running it, right? We all want to exit someday and make some money. But how do we get ready for that? Exit planning, business valuation, tough questions, right? Kylie Peters is standing by and she's on the air with us next. America's small business conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. Krista Morrissey for Choices Coaching and Consulting. Do you know where most small businesses go wrong? They invest in everything except their leaders. But through strong leaders comes strong business. Are you doing it wrong? Most small businesses focus on production and numbers. Production and numbers come through strong, resilient leaders. And strong leaders strengthen culture. They strengthen your resiliency and they strengthen your bottom line. I develop strong, resilient leaders who will drive your business. It is time for you to refocus your investment. Go to choicescoachingconsulting.com and let's you and I start the conversation now before someone else invests in your leaders. When you invest in your leaders, you invest in the bottom line of your business. Connect with Krista at choicescoachingconsulting.com. Act now. Krista at choicescoachingconsulting.com. Now, America's Small Business Conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to The Pat Miller Show. This is America's Small Business Conversation. And think about it. You hear on this show and all the other places where you get your business information, lots of interviews and content about how to grow your business and make more money and all of that. But you don't hear today's topic frequently enough. What are you going to do at the end of your business? How does your business end and how do you exit? This is why we're going to talk about it today with Kylie Peters. Excited to welcome her back to the show. If you missed the last time she was on the Pat Miller Show, she's the founder and small business strategist for Rain 9. Excited to have her back. 
Kylie, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Pat. What we're going to talk about today is something that isn't talked about enough. Exit planning. As small business owners, do we think about exit planning enough? No. And it's a common misconception, too, in terms of small business. Um, A lot of small business owners get into business, and we call them, quote unquote, accidental owners, right? Like we're most small business owners are accidental owners. We have a skill. We start doing the thing that we know how to do. We hope somebody will pay us to do the thing so that we can pay our bills. And look at me where I'm running a small business. But so many people don't think about, well, what happens when I don't want to run this business anymore? And so many people are so excited about just getting it up and running that they never think about the exit. But that's a big mistake because it's part of your business strategy. It really is. And it's something that you should really be thinking about from day one. So we actually just did a study. We did a study of hundreds of women small businesses, business owners, and unfortunately found that only 17% of the respondents said that they were confident in having a business exit strategy. So only 17%. Now, many of them said that they weren't ready to exit anytime soon, which is fine. But even some people, like some businesses, you need to be planning five years in advance. For example, in terms of the way the current law is structured, if you're a C-Corp and you exit after five, like you held the C-Corp for over five years, you are um, you are omitted from capital gains taxes. So if you're wow. thinking of silly, that's, that could be millions of dollars. <laughs> It could be. Now, that's the way it's currently written. Who knows what's going to happen in the future, but the way it's currently written. So that's that's serious planning that people are missing out on. So one of the things that I think people need to think about here is what it looks like to exit. You know, so many people are like, oh, well, I just have a small business and uh, nobody's going to pay me for this. It's not worth anything. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised at what is of value. It sounds overwhelming to think about exit while we're trying to build the business we're currently running, especially years in advance. So are we thinking about how to get the most money at the end? Is that what you mean by exit planning? No, not necessarily. And that's a great question, Pat, because so many people think that way. And not that that's wrong, but that's not the only thing to think about, right? People exit for a lot of different reasons. And there's a number of things we need to think through when it comes to planning for the exit of your business. Now, keep in mind, the exit of your business might be uh, from a death in the family. Might You might have gotten in an accident. You might become really ill. You might have gotten divorced. You might just be sick of running the business. Uh, You might be dying. Like there's a lot of things that happen, right? And somehow the business needs to wind up. Either it continues or it doesn't. So a few things to think about are when you want this exit to happen, right? Like is this is this six months, 12 months? Is this five years? Is it 10, 20, 30 years? Do you want to build a company that lasts for hundreds of years? That that's That's a succession plan. You need a succession plan in order for that to happen, right? Who do you want involved, right? Do you want to keep running it? At some point, we are mortal for the most part, right? Uh, Some people might have other feelings about that, but uh, at some point, we're not going to be here anymore. So who's going to replace you? Are you replaceable? You want to make yourself replaceable. And, And who, in terms of your team, do you need to be getting up and running and and the management team and and all of those things right like the who is really a big part and and that actually is um something that tends to be one of the things that people are most focused on when exiting 
you know, especially any owner that's like very people centric, they always want to make sure, okay, well, if I'm going to leave, I want to make sure my team is taken care of. And the who is also important in terms of who do you think would potentially buy you, you know, if, if that's the exit that you want. And there's, again, different ways that you can exit. And there's a lot of things to consider. We're talking with Kylie Peters, founder and small business strategist for Rain 9. You mentioned when something might happen and who uh, might take over the business. But I, I was curious about selling the business, but you're saying there are other types of outcomes than just selling it. What are some of the other outcomes that might be available? Yeah. So there's a lot of different outs- outcomes in terms of exiting your business. So um, sometimes it's intergenerational transfers, right? We've got mom or dad who's been running the business forever. They're looking to retire. They want to hand it down to their son or daughter or niece or nephew or whoever, right? So you've got intergenerational transfers. Um, You have potential sale to a potential buyer, or I'm sorry, a potential partner. So you've got a a co-founders, one wants out, one doesn't want out, right? So what does that potential look like? You also have um, an ESOP, a sale to employees. So if you're not looking to do a third-party sale, which is also an option, right? Um, And you want to keep it internal, you've got an ESOP, you can sell it to your employees and set up um, shares. Now, most people are familiar with when it comes to exiting and selling your business, a third-party outside experience. Uh, outside external party, which is very common or one of the most common. And then you also have different recapitalization. So you could do a major recapitalization or a minor recapitalization. If you still want to own a piece of the company, that's an option. But now you sell a big chunk of it to somebody else and you cash out, you get your payday, but you also get a little bit of the upside, assuming that they're going to build it bigger and better and you don't have to be in charge of all all of the building of the biggers and the betters. Um, and then, you know, there's also different things in terms of, you know, an asset sale or a liquidation. Um, and that doesn't necessarily just have to be for uh, businesses that have like very tangible capital, right? So if you're in manufacturing or any business that has like things that you can physically touch, those all have value. So that's a, a potential asset liquidation. But also to the businesses that don't have those things, so anybody like operating a consulting business or anything like that, you probably also have assets, intellectual property assets or branding assets or um, organizational assets that are also of value. So there's different types of asset liquidation um, in terms of you know how, how you might exit. And then there's always different creative ways to go about it. Because ultimately, it ends up really boiling down to what do you as the owner want out of the company? And what do you want for the future of the company? Who do you want to be part of the future of the company? How do you want to go about it? And then really why? You know, if you are thinking about a sale, know that a potential buyer is going to ask you why you're exiting. If the answer is, well, my company is going down the tubes and I want to get out before (laughs) it happens, that's going to be a hard sell. (laughs) <laughs> like, not impossible, but that's going to be tricky, right? But if the answer is, I just don't love the work anymore, I've built a great thing and I love it and I love the team, but I just don't want to do the work, okay. And that's a that's a very real thing. You were cruising along on your weekend, having a nice little afternoon, and now we've got you thinking about exiting your business and all the different ways that you can do it, from protecting your IP to ESOPs to partners to you name it, now we've got you thinking. But the most options will come for you when you're clear on what you want it to be 
and you build the value as high as you can. We're going to have Kylie hang around because we're going to talk about how you can build the value of the business to give you the most options in the future when you're ready to exit. Don't go anywhere. Kylie Peters from Rain 9 is sticking with us. We'll continue the conversation coming up next on The Pat Miller Show. We're back with Kylie in just a minute, but I want to make you aware of a brand new show, especially designed for you the small business owner or solopreneur. We do the Pat Miller Show every weekend right here, but every day we've started a new show that I call Small Business Mornings. And the whole point of Small Business Mornings is to meet you where you are every morning at 9 a.m. Central. And if you're like me, it's groggily, is that a word? We're going to say it is. Groggily, getting to the computer, trying to slug some coffee, and find your bearings before you go out and small business for the day. And on Small Business Mornings, we're checking the news to see if there's anything going on that we need to know about. And we're thinking about what do we got to get done today, maybe setting our mindset. And you know what we're also doing? We're having a laugh. Now, why is checking the news, checking our mindset, and having a laugh so darn important? Well, if you're like me, you're building a business all by yourself and you don't have coworkers around you. So Small Business Mornings is designed especially for you to make sure that you know that you are not alone on your small business journey and someone, hello, me, someone is out there looking out for your success. What happens when something happens in the stock market you need to know about? What does this news that's breaking mean for me and my family? I try and run through those sorts of things. And you know what? I just try and lighten the load a little bit so we can all be ready to take on the day. If you want to be a part of Small Business Mornings, it's simple. Look up our YouTube channel, Idea Collective on YouTube. That's Idea Collective on YouTube. And I hope to see you Monday morning at 9 a.m. for Small Business Mornings. And while you're there, can you like and subscribe to the channel? That way you won't miss a show. America's Small Business Conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. You're an expert in your own field, so why not get paid for it? Hey there, it's Wendy Babcock. My VIP paid speaker program is just the ticket you need to convert your knowledge into real income. No matter what size group you're speaking to, or if you don't have any products, books, or programs to sell, even if you're not a celebrity or a household name, from crafting your talk to finding and booking paid speaking gigs, get it all with Wendy's VIP paid speaker program. Keynote speakers can make anywhere from $2,500 to $7,500 bucks a talk. Together, we'll not only amp up your speaking game, you'll discover the ins and outs of finding and booking those lucrative gigs and get paid every time you step on stage. Right now, get 90 days of full access to the Paid Speaker Vault and a direct line to Wendy, plus a bonus, an immersive three-hour VIP day with Wendy to create your online profiles that event hosts simply can't resist. Don't wait. Sign up now at VIPPaidSpeaker.com. VIPPaidSpeaker.com. Developing your business is a journey, so make sure and bring along a trusted Sidekick. As your business grows, Sidekick Accounting will be there. Sidekick Accounting's core services help take the confusion out of bookkeeping, tax preparation, and tax planning. 
Who's going to keep track of all those pesky receipts and invoices? Well, Sidekick Accounting has things covered as you grow your version of business success. So whether your small business is a side hustle or a conduit to freedom and owning your own business in time, get in touch with a trusted Sidekick. Sidekick Accounting. There are expert advisors waiting to hear from you now. Feel free to call or send a text message to 414-310-7689. That's 414-310-7689. You can find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, or visit Sidekick-Accounting.com. Remember, developing your business is a journey, so bring along a trusted Sidekick. Now, America's Small Business Conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show, America's Small Business Conversation, and we are having a big picture discussion this afternoon. We are talking about exiting our business. It's something we don't think about nearly enough, and earlier Kylie shared a stat that hardly any of us are thinking about it in the way that we should. So we talked about the different ways that we can exit, but now we want to talk about how we can build the value. So welcome back, Kylie Peters, founder and small business strategist at Rain 9 So Kylie, let's continue the conversation. We want to have the biggest pie at the end when it's time to exit. How do we build value in the business while we're still operating it? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great question, Pat. And so many people um, you know, don't think about it. So, and it's something that we need to think about early on, right? So we talked about there's a lot of different potential ways you can exit. And if a sale is one of those things that you decide as the owner is the right path for you, you want to make sure that you are putting your best foot forward and you're you're putting the most enticing big pie, as as you mentioned, Pat, uh, <laughs> mm. put the biggest pie forward, right? Now everybody's hungry. Um, mm. but it takes time. It takes time to build. And you also want to make sure as the owner, um, here's a fun stat, uh, 80% of an owner's wealth is typically tied up in their business. So if you're not planning on exiting and you're not planning on taking money out of your business, you better be figuring out how to take the money out before you exit. But for those who are looking to exit and looking for a potential sale, there's a couple of different things. There's there's a lot of different things that you can do to increase the value of your business. But we'll just touch on a couple of them right now. Um, first, operational infrastructure. So for anybody who is still repeating themselves, doing things, the same thing over and over and over and over again, please stop. Please stop. <laughs> and you'll thank me in the long run. Uh, it's probably going to be a pain in the butt trying to get it uh, out of your head and document it, but put into place systems and processes and document what those are, right? So step one is create systems and processes and operational infrastructure. Invest in the technologies that you think are necessary to help increase the operational flow of your business. And then two is document it, right? Uh, I can't, I, you know, I'm, I'm not here pointing fingers to anybody because I'm guilty of this myself. I have so much still stuck up in my brain. My team keeps asking me to get it out and hand it over to them. So I'm working on it. Um, but that's something that I say to all small business owners as well. Get it out of your brain. Document the process. The whole, if so-and-so got hit by a bus, what would happen? Well, you're trying to hit by the bus proof your business, right? You don't want <laughs> any any member of your business, yourself included, to get hit by a bus and now your business can't process, like it can't keep going, right? 
So you want to get all of those standard operating procedures documented so that your business can operate like a well-oiled machine. And if anybody gets hit by a bus, hopefully nobody does, but if anybody does, then we have it documented so you know how the business operates. And the next thing that that kind of um, rolls into is training. So one of the ways to scale your business is to replace yourself, right? It's very difficult to sell a business if the business is entirely dependent on the owner. There's really no way to get the owner out. So you want to be building uh, building value in your business by providing value to your clients and making yourself replaceable and training people to take over the things that you do, the things that other people on your team do. Training is a huge part of making sure you've uh, you've got that next piece rolling and, and you're building the value. We're talking with Kylie Peters about building the value of the business. So then we have options when it's time to exit. And you talked about operational infrastructure and documenting what we know and training others. But I know you've got more ways to build value while we're getting ready for an exit. For sure. Diversification of revenue. If you have, say you have a, you know, a service-based business and you have one client that's worth 30% of your revenue, that's very scary to a buyer, right? So it would be much better to have, you know, 20 different clients that are all a bit smaller, but that way you lose one of them. It's not going to take down the business, right? So diversification of revenue can mean diversification of clients. It can also mean diversification of revenue streams. So again, we're always looking to recession-proof our businesses at any point in time. Having that diversification of revenue streams, diversification of client base, always really helpful. And the last thing I'll toss out there for right now is uh, make sure you have a sales process that isn't entirely dependent on you, the owner, so that if a potential new buyer is trying to see what what their potential future and their potential revenue might look like, they have a process that can continue without you. So they've got a pipeline that you've been keeping warm. They've got a process that they can repeat. And if you're to be removed from the business, the business can still continue and be successful. It takes some purposeful action to do this because it seems like every single step is getting you out of the business when you're thinking about exit planning. And I don't think a lot of us want ourselves out of the business, but every step seemed to be less of you, less of you, less of you. Do people resist that when you get them to try and do this? The first few years of our business, we're working so hard to build the business, build the business, build the business. And then I think it's fair to say uh, you get into the business, you're running the business. And at a certain point, you're sick of the business. And then you're like, I don't want to do <laughs> these things anymore. And honestly, that becomes a big a, a big motivator for people to exit, right? Like they're just done. They're on to something else. We, we are people, we change, right? Um, but that's one of the greatest things that you can do for yourself as an owner especially if you like options. I like buffets. I like options, you know? Um, <laughs> so if you want to give yourself options and you want to think about an exit someday, make yourself replaceable. That's the greatest thing you can do to add value to your business. I love buffets. And I love that we're talking about buffets and pies and maybe we should have <laughs> had lunch before you came on the show. Uh, let me ask one last question before we run out of time. You talked about diversification of revenue, which may be varied clients or varied streams. Mm -hmm. How do you get into varied streams of revenue without chasing shiny objects and keeping, you know, taking your eye off the ball? Because I've seen people start something new and ruin their entire business under the idea that they're diversifying. So how do you do that the right way? 
Oh, Pat, great question. Um, <laughs> I would you. say really hone in on the core of your business and build different revenue streams based off of the core idea. So not launching completely new completely new initiatives, right? I mean, if it makes sense, maybe. But generally speaking, stick to the core of your business and you want to be um, tweaking like one thing, right? So if it's if you have, say, a core methodology and you're delivering it in person, can you deliver it online? Can you deliver it in a boot camp? Can you deliver it in a workshop? It's the same content, but you're changing the way that it's being delivered. Just one example in terms of how to take your your core offering and diversify it so that it can reach the same audience in different ways. Such a great thing to talk about and to think about and be proactive about. So that way, when it's time for your business to end, you have an option that you love. Kylie Peters, founder and small business strategist for Rain 9. Always a pleasure. Thanks for coming on the Pat Miller Show. Thanks for having me, Pat. We're out of time for this edition of the Pat Miller Show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you right here next week. Thanks for listening to the Pat Miller Show. See patmillershow.com for more information on today's guests, events, and the Idea Collective small business community. A worldwide group working together to fight fear, inexperience, and isolation for small business owners everywhere. Join us next week for the Pat Miller Show. And remember, get clear, work hard, and never quit. Guests on the Pat Miller Show have agreed prior to appearing that they are receiving consultation and advice that they may or may not use at their own risk. No part of the show should replace accounting, tax, or legal advice.